Today's episode of Here For It Podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> we do not have any sponsors yet. Shout out to us. Naked out here. We won't be naked for long, um, but we are a brand new podcast. We are here to talk to you about mini gay and straight and regular black ass topics. Really? To include everything from sexual health. Okay. To wellness and better being, better being black, showing your black ass. You magic. know what? Your beard is really cute in this light. I'm glad I turned the light on. I'm glad I brushed it today. The Lord will do things for you. He will turn the light on when you need it. My name is Ronald Matters. Um, I'm an LGBT culture blogger, and my press mentions include the Wall Street Journal, the Black LGBT Power 100, Ebony.com, and Queer T's Black Gay Blogs You Need to Read ASAP. Shout out to me. Read it. RonaldMatters.com. And I am Martel the Superman Todd. Uh, I am a supermodel. I am a YouTube personality. Wow. <laughs> I'm a brand ambassador for everything that you love and like and want to go get. You're a brand ambassador for a cock. And I'm a sexual health specialist. Oh, shout out to me. Oh, are you specializing in my sexual health? Or? No, not yours. Nobody wanted yours. Anyway, main point. What are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about many things. Um, so, like, what's going on in the world today? We already know the world is quite fucked up in the era of Comrade Trump. Um, but we, we want to talk about some things that will enlighten you and you want to talk about in your circles of friends. No, hold on. Main point. Your eyebrows are so good in this light. I'm glad I turned the light on. We were sitting in the darkness. It was the Genesis. You must come out from the darkness. And it's like reading the Bible. In the Genesis, first it was dark, but then there was light. And I turned this light up. I mean, anyway. Thank main, you. Main point. I feel like I'm going to say that a lot. I should get t-shirts to make main point, girl. Question mark. Okay, get to the point. <laughs> Our icebreaker, shout out to the Shade of Life, the card game. Um, they sent us both an awesome deck of cards to play with our friends and group of our friends on trips that we go on to break the ice and to get to know friends in different ways. And so we're going to do one or two today for you guys so you guys can get to know us a little bit better if you don't know us. I'm scared. I'm shuffling the deck. I hope they can hear it. So you pull the first card. I'm going to do the first one. You know, the shade of life. Don't be shady. Uh, first one says, what is the meanest thing that you have ever done? No, no you answer it. I got to answer it. <laughs> I, the meanest thing that I have ever done, I fucked somebody's brother before. Whoa. That um, was the meanest thing that I've ever done to someone, probably. But we're cool now. Me and his husband are cool. The meanest thing I've ever done. I don't know. I feel like in my immature days. I did it in revenge. FYI. Go ahead. What did he do? He fucked somebody else while we was in a relationship. And I found out. And he was very sloppy about it. So you I fucked his brother. You were supposed to pray for him? No. Or, um, I was fresh out of prayers. Put sugar in his tank. That is the joke of with that. But um, That wouldn't have been enough. The meanest thing I've ever done. I don't feel like I'm a mean person. The meanest <laughs> thing I've ever done. My words cut sharp. So I guess I probably cut a lot of people with my words. Um, one person, I said something about their fashions, and at the time, it hurt their feelings. But they came to me months later. It was like, you know what? I appreciated that on um, Fashion Read. You know what? Those, I was wearing gladiator sandals in fucking um, February. I was a little bit early with my gladiator sandals. And early for Memphis at that. It's not. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis. <laughs> it's not like they were in Florida where sandals are accepted year round. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. Whew, this category is the T, and it says, "Where's the weirdest place you've had a sexual experience?" Um, it was by myself, but I was at um college, and I was at one of the many student centers, and I um, pleasured myself in a busy um, restroom. <laughs> Busy restroom, so people were coming yeah, in and out. Like in the student center, it's you were real in a busy. stall. You were in a stall, it's, and then people were coming in and out and of the stalls. Like, oh, the risk urinals. of this, because you know, usually people like knock on your door because they got a, um, or they peep over the top of it with <coughs> their camera. Because those are some cute videos on my Vista. I feel like those are fake, but my weirdest place that I've had a sexual experience was by myself at the college at the um, thing. <laughs> for me, that's weird. It's for me, that's weird. Some people probably nudged on somebody's feet and think that's weird, but uh, <laughs> what's the noise you made? <laughs> uh, the weirdest place that I have ever had a sexual experience would have to be an abandoned building in Iraq. You was over there doing your I, critical care nursing. I was doing my job, serving our country, and doing all of those things. And then the urge hit us. It was this boy that you know we had already been. Kind of fucking off a little bit in other situations, and um, we weren't ex- in extreme danger at the point at mm-hmm. the moment. But we were just we snuck off, and kissing led to other things, and other things led to fucking. Oh, so y'all went there to kiss. Yeah. Or y'all went there for what? What did y'all go there for? We went there to kiss because we were already like out walking around and shit like that, and we went there to kiss. And then it led to other things. Pull another card. Shout out to the <laughs> shade of life because. <laughs> I'm going to go into a abandoned building to kiss. I'm going to play the shade of life in Puerto Rico <laughs> in like a month and a half. We're going to escape Puerto Rico, and I can't wait. Uh, we're going to be out there with Brandy, Monifa, and Raven Simone, and a whole bunch of other people. When's the trip? Memorial Day weekend. Oh, shout out to At you! The end of May. Escape Puerto Rico. Escapepr.com. So the next card is shameless plug alert. <laughs> it's not shameless. I'm I'm good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The next card is, have you ever looked at your asshole in the mirror? Ugh, I think one time in my life, uh, <laughs> without admitting too much, I had to make sure that uh, he was all right. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, I had to make sure things was good back there. So I think one time in my life, I have looked at my own asshole in the mirror, but only once. Well, I'm a career bottom, so we know. I check it to shade what I um, um, hair management back there. After trade leave, is it? Is, are you okay, girl? I love you. <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean, I, I guess it's part of my weekly check. Just like when you check your scrotum twice a month to make sure you're for lumps and bumps, I check my back. You looking for lumps and bumps? You're supposed to check your scrotum twice a month. We're not talking about scrotum right now. We're talking about cancer ass. health. So you are back there in your ass, like looking for lumps and bumps. Since I'm doing management, I might as well do. Check and make sure my edges are okay. Check and make sure like my nipples don't have too much hair on. Like, oh, my nipples are getting really hair. I should get this together and shave my back door to just get it all together at one time. That's a three-hour bathroom episode. And I live alone. Shout out to Pedro Bill. All right. Um, my second card it says, "State the number one reason why people don't like you." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Really. Um, my words could chart, but it's also why I'm a blogger and I do videos on YouTube. I'm a wordsmith. I do great things with my words. Bars. I could I could be on Real Housewives of DC. I uh, I don't think so. 
because I'm new to the city, fresh from Memphis. The nope. viewers will be like, Memphis. You don't, you don't have enough bundles. You, it's you my need, season one wig. <laughs> you need more bundles. You need more lace. And I also don't have the brows because my brows are missing on the ends. But anyway, this neither here nor there. Shout out to our icebreaker. That was our icebreaker section. Thank you guys again for listening and being a part of Here For a Podcast. We're going to tell you a whole bunch of things that we're here for and not here for. But next, we're going to talk about pop culture. Things that are going on in pop culture world that are fascinating to us, that are more than likely fascinating to you, and you want to hear us talk yes, about it. Yes, introduce the segment with your deep <laughs> voice. The bitch is going to live. So, there is an article out uh, where Alan Cumming, a Semi semi known star is talking about. Oh, he's semi known. What's that movie where he, you know, because when they do it, it's always, oh my god, he lost weight for this. Oh my god, he's portraying a homosexual for this. Oh my god, he's wearing Manolos. Y'all can afford Manolos, girl. I can't. If I do it, it would be groundbreaking. Or, oh my god, his navel is showing on video. This is groundbreaking. Shout out to Naples. I like Audis. Um, but Alan Cumming is uh, recently been talking about um, millennials that don't care about the AIDS crisis, like the old um, people that used to advocate about the AIDS crisis and were telling us, you know, that it was an epidemic and it was going to be the end. And we had saw. Tens of millions of people dying in the 80s and early 90s. Trump is president. And is that what you're referencing? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about the millennials. It sounds like my real life with Trump being president right now. Well, he hasn't killed tens of millions yet, but it's only been 60 days. Have you seen that face? I've seen his shape. I want him to fix that face and fix that body. But anyway, the story is uh, he thinks that millennials don't care a much as much about the AIDS crisis as um, you know, the kids and all the coordinators and everything like that back in the eighties and nineties. And to that, I say, I think that's factually untrue. I think that uh, back in the eighties and nineties, when young kids were finding out about AIDS and or HIV, um, they didn't care. Just like the kids now don't care. What do you mean? Because they were young. Um, they were impressionable and sometimes irresponsible. And that led to the epidemic. That led to the tens of millions of people that were... The gay cancer. Killed by the quote-unquote gay cancer. So it's not a lack of empathy or a lack of uh, caring about a subject in 2017 versus 1985. In 1985, kids didn't care just as much either. Neither did politicians and lawmakers, but they do now. The president... When it first came out, did not even mention who was the president at the time. That was Ronald Reagan. Oh, his name is my name too. Nancy but, Reagan was very s- salaciously ooh, <laughs> big word famous for her semi foot in the pond of AIDS work and then semi not. And then um, you know that's really recently been brought up by Hillary Clinton in the last presidential election. But um, I think that. You know, the perception that millennials aren't as involved or care about the AIDS epidemic, one has to do with stigma because a lot of older people look at millennials as dumber, watered down versions of themselves. So I think that's one, that's the first part of stigma. Two, prep. And these people from the 80s and 90s 
had prep come along back then and had prep been what prep is now, that one, it would not have been such a grand crisis on the scale that it was. And two, it numbs a lot of people, millennials and older girls today. Can I go on a mini rant? I don't mean to interrupt, but here's my rant. Oh, can I? I gotta wait for approval first. Oh, I'm so such being a dominant bottom. Approved. Okay, so everybody I know works in HIV education. I mean, I can't find a black gay man out here who's either obsessed with it and it's his life purpose or a man who's like, if you don't get on my face with that, yes, I know that one and two, according to the CDC, will become positive in their lifetime. And yes, I know that I can go to free condoms and enter my city on Google and find free condoms in my area. I was on freecondomsmemphis.org the other day, and I live in D.C., sure. Um, but shout out to Memphis. I was on there, and I was like, you can get condoms at the barbershop. You can get condoms at the grocery store. All you have to do is go to the customer service. At the tattoo shop. I saw some at the tattoo shop the other day because, actually, that's an 80s and 90s thing because a lot of people were getting HIV from and uh, Hep C from sharing needles and being in tattoo parlors that weren't as clean as they should have been. And so now, today, in 2017, you can go to a lot of tattoo shops. I know here in downtown Washington, D.C. is possible. I don't know about where you live at. But the approach is different So for older gay men who always feel left out In all of the things Like we don't play Madonna anymore in the clubs And we don't play Donna Summer anymore in the clubs But that does not mean that we don't care about the same issues It's just that the approach is different It's like using a typewriter in 1959 And using Microsoft Word in 2013 It's 2017 right now Things are going to progress Our approach is going to be different Because the way that you reach the audience is different um, we're as currently asking people. So, if we stand outside the Target on Saturday, can we get y'all to get tested? Where, where do we need to be? Because testing is an important factor in the world, but it's just we want to be where you will be more comfortable getting it tested. No, after you've had um, four shots of tequila and your friend con- done con- convinced you to take two shots of brown, right now is not the time to ask you, um, bruh. Do you want to take this test right quick before you go in the club and we can give you $5 off admission, bruh? Shout out to my um, trade voice. But there's not the right time. So You inspire me so much. But, <laughs> I mean, when is the right time? But, I don't, but there is no right time because even after four shots of clear and two shots of brown, that's not a great time. And either is a time when I just got off work and I'm completely sober. There is no good time. So as long as the question is being asked and being asked on a regular basis, you allow people the opportunity to at least go and find out. So if I'm HIV positive today and I've been asked 10 times this week to go get tested and I decline being tested 10 times this week. Wow. Then that's on me. That's not on anybody I'm having sex with. It's not on... The prep advocates, it's not on the CDC, it's on me making a willing decision that I don't want to go get tested, even though that it's very free, it's very available, it's all around me, and I can go get tested, but I choose not to. And that's why YouTube restricting LGBT content right now, and with the outcry that's going on around that, is so relevant, because... People need to know that they can get tested. Whether you're 14 years old and having sex, you just started having sex when you were 12. It does not matter what age you are. According to Facebook, you can sign up to fa- for Facebook when you're 13. So you're being exposed to sexual content by 750 billion users all the time. But I've got to be... Not quite 750 billion. <laughs> 7 I've, billion. No, I thought it was... There's well, only 7 billion people on the planet. 
I'm also looking for a lot of cock. So, 750 cocks, 50 billion cocks. You want to multiply that to find more dick. Got it. Um, in other news, we're back to the main story. You know, I can sign up for Facebook when I'm 13. I'm exposed to all this content. So, don't tell me that I can't search for understanding of that content that I see. I have to wait till I'm 18 in order to be, to understand it. Because the, so much information is in your fingertips. If I found out about Girl, coral is going to be the spring colors. Don't tell me I got to wait to 2018 to figure out how to wear coral with what I'm wearing because then coral might not be the color of the season when I'm 18. And at that age, 13, 14, 15, is a very impressionable age when you're deciding what you want to do. First of all, you got to decide if you want to be a princess or if you just like, girl, look, I'm, I'm not going to be no princess when I'm 18. I got to... Uh, some of them are princesses when they are 18 through 26 and then decide that they want to wear Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And Jays and Tims. And then they become princes. In other news. So don't tell people that, oh, I can find out about sex um, when I'm 13 on Facebook. But then YouTube says I can't understand their content until I'm 18 because I will have made so many mistakes and, and so many life decisions by the time I'm 18. YouTube, y'all need to get it together. Y'all claim that y'all are proud and shout out to when um, gay marriage passed and shout out every day for Spirit Day on October the 11th. But then all of a sudden when Trump become president, decide to, well girl, shit, if we decide this, then we ain't got to spend the advertising dollars and Google can keep this money in their pocket. And I believe... As a YouTuber, as a girl waiting on a Google check a lot of months, that that's what it all boils down to. So, well, I'm definitely not here for it, and that's that. Um, I'm not here for the filters that somehow are different between LGBTQ lines versus regular heterosexual vloggers. I, as a vlogger myself, don't appreciate it. You guys are you're you're trying to take um, food off my table Oops. and. <laughs> You're trying to take away from my bag. You're messing with my bag. You're messing with my bag. It's not what she says on the records. It's about my bag. So you're messing with my bag with the shit. And I'm definitely not here for it in that case. Well, shout out to Rico Pruitt because according to the girls in that group on Facebook, they should not be named because no one names it. Ooh, <laughs> that group. <laughs> that group, that group, that group, that group. I'm blocked for three days. I don't want to talk about how long I'm blocked. <laughs> um, But that group. But anyway, um... Rico Pruitt. So you know him from About Him and About, about Justin. Justin. Um, and he's gotten some fame and notoriety from that. And Something has, you don't have. Sure. Um, he is infamous for being naked and going and pushing the envelope in those series. Whole dick. Whole ass out on web series. Can you spell ass? Ass, 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 ass. ass. Nikki gonna sue me for that. Um... <laughs> So, some of the bloggers are talking about his recent um, porn stint, his very first porn stint. Where he's being paid $15,000 Allegedly $15,000 to do a one-on-one raw film with black addictions. And so, the film, um, the trailer looks hot. I am not going to deny if you are a porn watcher. All this slob? I was like, is he breath fresh with all that slob? You're not smelling his breath when it's on your penis. You're not. Um, I'm here for it. I can't wait to watch the full video. The trailer is really, really, really good as far as as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you know, I, as someone that has watched almost all of the videos on my Vista, I can't wait for a new one. Um, 
So the bloggers were talking about, you know, has he undercut himself? Has he taken away from his um, potential as an actor? And to that, I say no, <laughs> because his IMDb page is just as full as mine. Wow. Uh, there are we live in a world where the first lady has posed nude for all of the nude photos, and she is still the first lady, and we can't take that away from her yet. Resist, um, <laughs> and in that world, it is okay for someone to have acted in a miniseries, a web miniseries, and done a porno. Shit, ain't nobody vilifying Pam Anderson no more. Nobody's definitely vilifying Kim Kardashian for it. So and Nicole Smith made let a him lot of make money his motherfucking naked and Playboy. I agree. Let him make his R. fucking let let him make his tokens off of this, and then hopefully he invests them well, invests them well in his image, and invests them well in his career, and then maybe he can get a good role in Black Panther two. The Wiley Show has sent me a video, and I'm going to misconstrue the details because I'm intoxicated a little bit. But um, so Rico Pruitt's manager called The Wiley Show on FaceTime or Facebook Messenger or something like that. It was saying that while y'all out here worried about what Rico making in videos, he's getting paid. What are y'all doing? Y'all sitting up here talking about him, and y'all making. 30 cents per click on Google Ads and y'all just trying to that mess sound like up a my... That sounds like a verse from Sheether. Well, y'all just trying to mess up my client's name and my client is this and my client is that. What a manager is supposed to do. First of all, if I was managing um, the toilet paper down at the um, Piggly Wiggly or the Giant or at the Kroger or at the Publix, I'm like, look, sir, this, this tissue is the tissue that you need to have in your store on your shelves because this tissue... Will have your customers' asses wiped, and apparently, um, Rico is supposed to wet our throats. And so, his of course, his manager is like, "No, Rico is still wetting your throat because Rico is rich, and Rico has the pipes to wet your throat with. And um, if if you see him playing with other pipes, it gets wet. So, Rico is where you want to um, be paying attention. And I looked at the video. I looked at like one minute of the video because I was like. The trailer is out, unless you like went to the website and, and paid for No, the I was talking about the Wiley Show interview oh. with um, Rico's manager, and I was like, I've only watched one minute of it, and I'm just like, here for it, when I saw it, and then I was listening to Definitely it. Definitely here for it, double uh, two. The manager was um, ranting and ranting and ranting, and I was like, unprofessional, unclassy, very family dollar, um, Dollar General store, socks. And I'd like to buy my socks at Target. So yeah, if the manager was um, worth half of a shit, he would have said, "Hey, let me book my client an interview with y'all and get my client in front of your fan base to get this more popping." Because the 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 best that we could do right now is get some more views for my client. And going over here and ranting is not going to get no more views for my client. And shout out to the Wiley Show because sometimes. As a blogger, our job is to create the conversation. So the Wilder Show created the conversation, and there must be something there because if somebody said um, Ed the Superman is broke, girl, if Ed the Superman is not broke, Ed the Superman does not have to respond. No, and neither does my management, <laughs> so, and neither does um, my what are the Trump people that be out there talking the correspondents or whatever they be the. Whatever they're called. So, shout out to the... Alternative Fat Girls. Shout out to the Wiley Show for creating the conversation. Shout out to the Wiley Show. I've been um, featured a couple times. Thank you, guys. We love all of the bloggers in Chicago. 
So we want to wrap today's episode up uh-huh. with our last call. And last call means that we're going to take a shot because the bar is about to close. Oh, and wow. we are going to give you our last feelings about whatever we're feeling. Because okay. I might be feeling about any goddamn thing. Shit. Mm-hmm. I might be feeling a way about um, Oreos. Wow. I might be feeling a way about Target. I might be feeling a way about y'all president. Uh-oh. I might be feeling a way about anything. And... That's what we're going to take a shot to and then tell y'all what our last call is before we wrap up the episode. So this is... It's a double shot. That's worth mentioning because (laughs) I'm a bottom. You can't be having me out here drunk and then it's going to perform (laughs) services later. Well, I hope you get booked. This is our last shot. Last call. Oh, wow. That tequila was cheap or no, wasn't so my last shot i'm coming back i mean last call i'm coming back to the point of prep oh wow prep is uh something very near and dear to my heart very near and dear to my penis so i talk about it as much as possible um can you show us your penis well just show me because i'm here on instagram it's on tumblr there's plenty of places for you to be looking and things um but slut shaming people on prep is the new stigma of the end of 2016 and the beginning of 2017. Um, I have seen a lot of people in social media talking about prep is not a condom. And just because you tell me that you on prep don't mean that you're not going to give me syphilis, gonorrhea, all the other STIs that they can name. And it's bullshit. Literally. Those people that are talking the most shit the loudest are the ones that are also fucking raw at the same goddamn time and not on prep. And they're out here stigmatizing someone that stigmatizing a group of people that are being socially aware and being socially conscious and saying I want to stop the HIV AIDS ep- epidemic. That stops here with us. That stops with our generation. Amen. 2020. And there's no reason with the advancements in medicine that this epidemic should still be uh, taking that many of us out with the CDC numbers projecting one and two uh, homose- black. black homosexual men um, to contract HIV in their lifetime. That should be changed. If we have medicines on the books that can change that, there is no reason that you should be out stigmatizing those medicines. Is the medicine perfect? No. Are the people taking the medicine perfect? Hell to the motherfucking no. But are you any better than them? For stigmatizing what they're doing to put an end to the epidemic by getting on social media and getting on your fake ass soapbox and trying to tear other people down, you are definitely not, and I'm not here for it. You better read. Um, I'm not here for it. I'm not adjacent here for it. I'm not present. I'm nowhere near it. If I make a left, will you meet me around the corner? <laughs> no, my GPS is broke. I'm not going to find it. <laughs> well, shout out to you. Um, something I'm not here for, which I talk about on RonaldMatters.com, every time I can talk about it, is gay people donating money to LGBT organizations. I don't know why we continue to fail with that. Um, the most recent study conducted by the National LGBT Movement Project discovered that 
um, only 3.1% of LGBT Americans give donations to LGBT organizations like HRC, the ACLU, GLSEN, GLAD, the Trevor Project. Um, they get a lot of the major companies to um, give what their financial reports are and where they get money from. And only 3% of the money come from individual donations. And so I asked people who read RonaldMatters.com, what, which LGBT organization can you commit to giving a $50 donation in 2017? So I asked that question, and the responses are, we all at the club. Ain't it out the LGBT um, club promoters to give money to them? Um, how come y'all all up in my pockets? Um, I don't make that much money. I work at a call center. And, ugh. Here you go with that again, just bringing us down and always talking down about gay folks. My morning me posts get 30,000 views. If I'm talking about someone's new scandal leak, it get well, that's bigger than LGBT, so it gets like 150,000 views. But when I say, hey, black gay men, how can we be a better community? Then all of a sudden, I'm dissing the black gay community. RonaldMatters.com. Things that matter to me as a black gay man. I commit to giving a $50 donation to the Memphis Gay and Lesbian Community Center every year. $50. I could go to the liquor store and spend $30, $40 at the liquor store. I can go to Olive Garden tonight and spend $50 on two people for somebody who's going to probably not be up to par in a performance after we leave dinner. I can go spend $50 on... Chap 50 is the new 20. You can go spend $20 on anything. When it comes to things that matter to you, things that will progress you forward, we definitely need to be making sure the American Civil Liberties Union is getting all of the money that they need. Something happened, and they raised $24 million in one weekend when the travel ban first got... Was it when the travel ban? Yeah, ACLU were the people that uh, had the lawyers go to the airports to make sure that American citizens could actually get through the airports and people with visas. during the travel ban. Um, and people that were actually allowed to get in the country when they were told that they had to go back other places. And the, I think it's the National Black Justice Coalition. I mean, there are groups, even in Memphis, I only I can really reference Memphis. The Red Door Foundation continues to be an amazing organization who's um, bringing leaders in um, black HIV health together to talk about how we can be better with um in the black community and in the gay community about making sure that we progress and help find a cure by 2020 y'all people not y'all people spend money on an array of things you spend money to try a new shoe you spend money to child change your cable package you spend money on an array of things spend fifty dollars to make sure that the things that matter to you are progressing so when y'all tell me that, what about the black gay club promoters? What the girls at Club Rain doing? What the girls at Langston's doing? What the girls at this and that doing? Miss, you're deflecting. And, and none of that actually has anything to do with actually being philanthropic. And so if you want to be philanthropic, you don't even have to just donate to the ACLU. You can do things in your community and be very grassroots about it. There are homeless youth gay shelters in your community if you are in a metropolitan area, I guarantee you that there is a homeless shelter that caters to youth that are LGBTQ that you can be donating to or at least spending time there. If you don't have the money or resources to donate, go spend an hour there helping them. Um, go 
and actually donate your time if you don't have the money. It's not about being flashy because there are plenty of people that are donators and uh, philanthropists that go unnamed a lot of times in those situations. But you don't have to be someone that's posting on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that to tell people what you're donating to and how you're supporting. Just go support it because you know that it's the right thing to do. Amen. Plus, your Ray-Bans are fake. The Ray-Bans, you thought you had to connect. Ma'am, your Ray-Bans are fake. Your Gucci bag is fake. All of the things that you thought you were getting a great deal. Do you have to get a great deal when you're philanthropic and supporting your community? Pay the $50. Which LGBT organization can you commit to giving a $50 donation in 2017? I asked the question on the podcast. I asked the question on the website. Figure it out. And that has been this week's episode of Here For It Pod. We appreciate all you guys' love, support, viewer, and listenership. Amen. Um, definitely share this with all of your friends, all of your enemies, and start a conversation in your community. Um, follow us online at Here For It Pod on all of the social media networks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and HereForItPod.com. is coming soon. Child, my web designer ended up. But I'm at Ronald Matters. I am at the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N on everything. Was that a Remy verse or was that a? That was definitely you have never heard me spit nothing in a Remy verse because it's been musical. Last call is over and we're close. Holla, bye.